Well, it's a huge year in rugby. The World Cup later this year and the Wallabies, they have a new coach. And it's none other than Eddie Jones who joins us now. Eddie, a very good morning to you and welcome back. How are you, boys? All right? Yeah, really well, thank you. And uh, well, 16 years, isn't it, since you last coached here with the Queensland Reds? We know the game's changed quite a lot. But how do you think you've changed, Eddie, and evolved as a coach? Uh, well, I'd like to think a little bit wiser, a um, little bit probably more understanding of of how to work out an environment and then, and then try to get the best out of the players. I think, you know, coaching in different countries and, and sometimes using a different language, you, you just learn different skills and, and different ideas and accumulate a little bit of knowledge, mate. Ed, congratulations, mate, and welcome back. How, as as a rugby fan, I just feel there's so much excitement and has been for, for a while now, and our footy's been a little bit inconsistent. Where do we sit, in your opinion? What are the major areas we've got to work on, and how do we how do we not sit here now and think, right, we're going to win the World Cup, we're going to beat the All Blacks, we're going to be the greatest team on the planet? Because I feel like, again, and, and that comes with, you know, bringing a experienced, senior, successful coach back, but how do we how do we keep our feet on the ground as a fan? Yeah, well, well, I think we should aim to to win the World Cup and win the Bledsoe Cup. I think, you know, that's the whole reason we're involved in, in national teams. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, mate, you know, if I look at Australian rugby, there's plenty of talented players. If you just, you know, picture any back line that Australia could put together, it's as good as anything in the world, if not better. So talent's not the problem. Um, but as you guys know, talent doesn't win your big tournaments. It doesn't win your big games. It's that ability to fight. It's that ability to stay on the same page. And sometimes it's just a different message. Sometimes it's a bit of a change in the environment. Sometimes it's a bit of a change in personnel. So I'm I'm really not going to know until I get the players in front of me. But I've obviously been watching the games and there's you know, the number of close games that the Wallabies have lost over the last period of time. It's the ability to handle the moments in the game and that comes from, from practice. It comes from being aware of it. And sometimes it comes from, you know, some, some little psychological ploys you can have, like key words and, um, you know, redhead, bluehead, all that sort of stuff. And we, we don't know what's going to work with this, this group of players. But, you know, I think there's a, there's a reason to be excited. Welcome back, Eddie, and happy birthday. I think you had your birthday on, on Monday. But, mate, you spent a few years over there in England. Is there a massive difference between the Northern Hemisphere and the way that the summon, uh, you know, Southern Hemisphere play their rugby, any particular here in Australia? No, not really, mate. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit, a bit the same in, in rugby league. Yeah, I think the players in the Southern Hemisphere tend to be more skillful because we're used to using the ball and we play on flatter tracks, whereas the Northern Hemisphere players tend to be a bit more gritty in the, in the close contact. And and to win the win the World Cup, you got to be good at both, mate. You got to be good at in the tight stuff, and you got to be able to shift the ball quickly. So um, there's not a huge difference, mate. Eddie, you got a very close up view of the Wallabies last year when you were coaching England out here. What positions do you see as most troublesome that we need to get sorted in a World Cup year? Uh, undoubtedly, tight head and. Uh, and number 10, mate, mm. uh, the bloke who touches the ball the most. You know, 
So your tight end uh, in 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 rugby guarantees you either a good scrum or an average scrum. Um, so if we get that position sorted, uh, get that really strong, that'll give us a good scrum. Uh, and then the 10, you know, there's been, uh, we've got the older guys, we've got Quaid and um, and James O'Connor and, and Brendan Foley's playing well in Japan. We've got Leah CO's been playing for the Brumbies and a couple of young blokes coming up in New South Wales, Ed Mead and, and Donaldson. So we're quickly going to have to decide who's got the the most uh, potential to be the best ten for the World Cup because we've got nine and a half months, six Test matches. So you know we've got to make a decision and back that person and, and get the right people around them. You know it's not only the ten; it's the right people around them. You know what does he need to have on his outside and what does he need to have on his inside? Yeah, Eddie, that's what I was going to ask. It seems like we, we consistently talk about the shop front window, which is the Wallabies, but what about the growth of the game from a very young age, from school rugby, from, you know, uh, uh, club rugby? Where do we sit in Australia at the moment? Have you seen it grow in this country, and do you think rugby's in a good place? Uh, look, I, I think, you know, if you, you spoke to nine out of ten people on the street, they'd say rugby's in a pretty tough spot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and the Wallabies are the flagship, and they they create inspiration. Um, but it's also at the community level. We've got to get everyone working together. We've got everyone. Everyone's going to make an effort. And Australia is always the most competitive sporting environment. You know, all the best athletes, uh, the Aussie Rules want them. You know, NRL want them, and now football want them, and now you got basketball. So you got all these competing sports, and you got to be good at good at at bringing young kids through. You've got to be good at the top level and you've got to be good at bringing young kids through. So, you know, I think this is an opportunity now to reset, you know, and I think when you're a smaller sport as rugby is in Australia, these resets are quite common, so we shouldn't panic about it. Like, you know, I've been in the game a, a little while. We had it in the 80s. You know, we were going through a, a tough spot and everyone says rugby's dead. We ended up winning the World Cup in 91. We win the World Cup in 99. So and we've gone through this cycle. It's just too long. So we've got to, you know, we need all hands on deck. We need everyone pumping and and see where we can take the sport over the next period of time. Mm. Obviously, you know, there's a bit of rivalry between the rugby league and rugby union, Ed. But my young bloke went to Joey's, and one of the biggest gripes that I always used to hear turning up there watching him play rugby every Saturday was there's so many good talented kids in that system, but some of them. And the best ones have been going to rugby league. How do you keep them in rugby union? Uh, well, I think just making it attractive, mate. Like, say if your your young fella's coming through, and and you know if he's a good player, uh, the Roosters, the Raiders, you know, Parramatta are going to be knocking on his door, and they're going to be probably offering four times what rugby can offer him. Like that's the reality of the situation. Mm. But. If you're able to show the kid that if you stick at rugby and it's going to be probably a longer apprenticeship because it is in, in rugby, um, that then the opportunities that you get to play in a World Cup that's the third biggest sporting event in the world. You can play the game professionally in France, England, Japan. You know, it's 800 million fans, 101 countries. You know, so you get to play a, a truly global sport. And, and, you know, that's the advantage we've got over Rugby League and, and Aussie Rules. And and at the same time, Rugby League and Aussie Rules have got the advantage of such a strong domestic, robust, entertaining competition. So 
you've got to be able to get the kids to see there's a longer term vision uh, for it, and that's hard now because they all like things quick, don't they? Mm. You know, they say the average attention span on the on the internet's 19 seconds. So, you know, you've got to be able to show them that they're going to get there and, and play a game that's going to allow them to play into their 30s uh, all around the world. Have you spoken to Joseph Swalee or any other current NRL player yet, Eddie? <laughs> no, not yet, mate. <laughs> but we'll get there. No time we'll to waste. There, oh, no, no, no. Let's post the World Cup, mate. We've got good enough players for this World Cup. But then it'd be great, wouldn't it? It'd be great. It'd be great for sport in Australia if we started to pinch a few players. Yeah. Like, you know, when Lottie and, and Matt Rogers and Wendell came over, that was a fantastic period in sport. You know, you had the banter between league and union. And I think that's good for the for both sports, mate. I'll tell you what a lot of people want to see, Eddie. Australia win the Bledisloe Cup again. Yeah, no, that's a big target, mate. We've got, we've got them first up in Melbourne. 100,000 people there. Um and, uh, you know, Wallabies play well at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. That's a game, a game we traditionally do well in. You know, last year the referee had a bit of a meltdown at the end. Otherwise, it could have been the opposite result. Then we play them at Dunedin where we won the Bezo Cup the last time around, 22 years or whatever it was ago. So there's some good history and some good omens there. And uh, it'd be fantastic to, to win that to put us in the position to, to get ready for the World Cup. Obviously, you're going to be very thorough with everything over the the next five years. But one thing I've always found since I've been working in, in this job, it, it just seems I wouldn't know the numbers. It, it might be just all inside my head as well. I might have made it up. But it always seems like the Wallabies start off well and then they fade at the back end of the season. Is Is that a realistic comment? Yeah, look, I couldn't commentate on, a comment on that, mate. But, yeah. The one thing I know is that we can get fitter. And I think, you know, probably the only sport I've seen guys absolutely at their their maximum is rugby league. You know, and I watch Melbourne Storm train the pre-season and the way they go about And rugby, there's, you know, we fluctuate. We go through periods where we're really fit and we go through periods where we're not fit. And, and you know that if you're in your best physical condition, the length of the season becomes less of an issue. Like if you have poor pre-seasons, then the length of the season becomes an issue. And, and you know, our blokes, we've, we've got to make sure that they're maximising their, their physical preparation now, and they will. And it's World Cup year. They've got everything to look forward to. So, you know, you should see them pounding the hills, pounding the gym, you know, being at their absolute best. Eddie, uh, Super Rugby obviously evolved uh, in the last 20 years and expansion. Uh, a lot of people think expansion's been a disservice, actually, to Australian rugby. What do you make of the current format? And is it servicing Australian rugby the way it needs to? Well, I think, you know, Australia was best served when we had a robust New Zealand five teams. South Africa had five teams, of which they usually had four good teams. And then we had we had three or four or five teams participating. You know, it's it's South Africa gone now, so that's out of our control. They're not coming back. So we've got to make the most of playing against New Zealand. We know New Zealand, you know, is not the best rugby country in the world. They're always in the top three. So you can't you can't say that's not good enough. You know, we're playing against a great country, so we've got to make we've got to make the most of that. Um, we've got to make our local derbies mean a lot, you know, and New South Wales 
Brumbies game, we want to have 40,000 at the Allianz Stadium, you know, to set the season up. Um, and if we can if we can make those local derbies really meaningful, make the games against uh, against New Zealand, you know, again, let's let's see if we can get on top of them. We haven't been on top of them for a while. You know, the last time the Waratahs won the or well, last time was Aussie side won the Super Rugby was 2014, I think. That's a long time between drinks. Certainly is, but uh, I think there's a lot of optimism having you back in Australian Rugby, Eddie. We really appreciate your time this morning. Good luck and enjoy the challenge. All right. Thanks, boys. Nice to talk to you.